What's going on to all my beautiful listeners on my podcast? Um, welcome to La Passionate's podcast. Make sure you subscribe, download your favorite episodes, and uh, leave your review. Okay, that's how you support my podcast. Um, I did realize that you know, I thought that okay, I already spoke about the water element, I mean, and the water energy. I don't really need to talk about it. I already kind of deeply went into it in the beginning of my uh, podcast quest. <laughs> you know, the, the the episodes are in the beginning, you know, so I was like, I, I just feel like it's pointless to talk about the water signs. I already kind of cover up on it. But let me go ahead and cover up on it you know, in one episode like I did with the other elements, right? All right, so let's get to it. And by the way, please do not confuse this part for the moon energy because having the moon energy in certain placements are totally different from having the sun energy, all right? Every celestial body is i mean has a gender we all know this by now every celestial body has a gender every celestial body or planet okay has its own divine purpose its own divine expression this is why in astrology there are rulerships exaltation detriment and fall placements because these planets these celestial bodies they're like human beings they have their own personalities so they're going to be selective with certain energies and they're they're they don't like certain energies you see what i'm saying so you can't compare a scorpio sun with a scorpio moon because that expression is going to be different do you see what I'm saying? And that goes for every other placement. All right. And another thing I wanted to mention about the rising sign, you know, um, real quick, you know, your rising sign has more to do with your persona. Like when you go into the public world and you come across strangers, that's what they're going to perceive right away. That's how everybody else perceives you, but that's not what you feel. That's not what you embody, okay? I want to clarify that between the rising and your planetary alignments. What you embody, what you feel is what's in the alignments with the planets. That's what you embody. That's what you express. But now the rising is how everybody else in the hologram perceives you. It doesn't mean that you necessarily embody that energy. It's just a certain mask. For example, I have Leo rising, right? I'm 35 years old. I've been into astrology since like 2005. I have Leo rising, right? So usually when people first look at me, the first thing they notice is like, oh, she's cocky. You know, she thinks she's all that. You know, oh, she's she looks intimidating. She just looks, you know, like like sometimes I come off very intimidating, you know, because it's the Leo energy. It's the lion, 
right? So that's the persona. Um, you know, so Leo rising will always have a magnetic approach and, you know, people will often, even if that's what they feel inside or not, they will often get confused for being com overly confident, cocky, you know, ego, you know, egocentric, self-centered, and the list can keep going and going, but that's not what you feel. That's not even who you are. You know, and then when people get to know me on a personal level and they see my other placements, they're like, wow, when I first met you, I thought you was a bitch, but you turned out to be a cool ass person because, you know, what people are picking up in the beginning is the ascendant. You see what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with your other planets, you know, and I wanted to clarify that because I just feel like people come, you know, they tend to confuse all the energies heavily. All right. So. A certain and, and like I mentioned before, a certain celestial body is going to express itself differently compared to another celestial body that's embodying that same energy. It's going to express it differently. It's going to have a unique expression behind that individual celestial body. And not to mention, you also got the aspects and you also got the houses. You see, you see, there's so many levels, <laughs> so many levels. And then you also got the dominant chart which I will um, cover up on a little bit. Actually, I'm going to do it now. Listen, you're more than your sun sign. You're more than your planetary alignments. I personally like the dominant chart because basically what the dominant chart does is just going to calculate all the energies in your natal chart and it's going to tell you this is the energy that's dominating you. This is the planet that you actually embody more than anything else. You see what I'm saying? And this is the modality that you actually utilize the most. And this is the element that is influencing you the most. Also, the dominant chart, um, you could put it to the test. You know, you will also attract a lot of people that have those energies on their chart. So like if, if you're dominated by, I'm just making this up. If you're dominated by Scorpio energy, you're going to attract a lot of Scorpios. If you're dominated by Aquarius energy, you even if you let's say you a Pisces sun and your natal chart has all crazy types of energy. Let's say in your dominant chart, you an Aquarius dominant, you know, um, you're going to attract a lot of Aquarians. You see what I'm saying? And that's why I like the dominant chart. You also tend to attract a lot of people based on what's going on in your seventh house, which is the descendant, right? Which is um, the opposite of your ascendant. So whatever's in your first house, which is the ascendant, whatever's in your seventh house, you're going to attract a lot of that. And you're also going to attract a lot of what's going on in your Venus department. Okay? You got to look into that too. Another thing I wanted to mention is your Juno placement. Now, this is a little bit more difficult to attain. I cannot, you know, give you the steps to attain your Juno placement. But your Juno placement is who you're supposed to be long term. You see how crazy astrology gets? So your Venus placement could be your love language, but your Juno placement is who you're supposed to be long term. You know, and it can get conflicting because let's say your Venus placement, it's under Venus Gemini, right? In the 10th house. But then your Juno placement is basically um in pisces energy in i'm just making this up um 
you know, in the eighth house, right? What's interesting is, is that your Venus placement is your love language. Is It's in the 3D. It's And then it's also the, the side that you're conscious of, you know, and things in that nature. But your Juno placement, may, which may have opposite energies from your Venus department, that may be who you are more than likely to be compatible with long term. Of course, as we age, we grow and we evolve, you know, we start becoming different versions of ourselves, you know. So I feel like the Juno placement um, will benefit you in the long, you know, basically when you're much older, after you pass your first sign of return, you know. But if you try to like align yourself with the Juno placement at a young age, it's not going to work out because you have to deal with your shadow self. You have to evolve and you have to get over your own bullshit to even align yourself with the Juno placements. All right. But um, I just wanted to clarify on all of that. OK. Um, and by the way, for your dominant chart, you can simply go on astro.com. I recommend you to go on Google and just put dominant chart by Walter pool in okay you're gonna put that in the search bar all right dominant chart by walter Poolin, and then put the steps put that next to it you're gonna see tons of articles of people giving you the steps to attain this dominant chart because this dominant chart is a little bit advanced it's a little bit excel all right um many professional astrologers recommend this dominant chart i found this dominant chart around 2005 you know digging in in through the formats you see what i'm sorry in through the um forums all right the forums you know uh, uh with advanced astrologers that speak through these different forums that's how i found this dominant chart there's many different dominant charts out there all of a sudden that speaks in a basic nature but if you ask me, the most accurate one is the Walter Pullet. Okay, you can put it to the test yourself. Okay? And that's how you attain the dominant chart, all right? So I just want to clarify that. So there's so many levels. There's so many levels to astrology. Astrology is a multidimensional subject, okay? And that's that. So let's go ahead and let's speak about the water element, you know, the water signs. All right, let's start off. Well, first, before we even start off with the signs, let's start off with the element itself. So let's look at water. Water is the oldest element out of the four elements. This is why usually when you meet people that are highly, 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 highly dominated by water element, they're downers. They need more alone time than everybody else, you know, and they tend to be quiet people. They're very observant. And their feeler types, you know, water dominant people will have the most issue on the 3D matrix because it's such an old element and the element is not even from here. Okay, scientists and all these people, they're, they're, they're having issues with trying to find out where the hell water came from. It's a mystery. Nobody knows where water came from. It's, it's, it's that mysterious, that element. You know, we only discover 5% of the ocean. You see what I'm saying? You know, water is the most mysterious element 
to exist okay when you in the presence of water you you really talking about yourself and the older the the dominated water person becomes the more they understand this the more they see that people are just projecting onto their mirror effect you see what i'm saying when you go over a still pond you're going to see your reflection and you know who gets this the most scorpio energy because there's still water you see what i'm saying but we're going to get into that later all right i just want to focus right now on the element um you know the water element is very old very very old yet it's still refreshing all right it can turn into vapor it can turn into water and it can turn into something solid you see what i'm saying it's 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 transformable all right i know bruce lee <laughs> you know i'm sagittarius sun scorpio moon <laughs> i know his philosophical ass was like you know obsessed with the water element i mean clearly you guys you know had um read his one of his popular quotes about saying be water you know he he became obsessed with the water element you know with his philosophical views and things in that nature all right but don't worry in another podcast i will cover up on the water mooners because they're they're it's different from the expression of water sun okay um you know, and, and water is just, you know, water knows how to tap into everything. Water is, is, is naturally a feeler and then introverted. You know, water is the feminine feeler as opposed fire is the masculine feeler. Okay. This is why when you're around fire signs, they're very impulsive. They're very temperamental. They act before they think because they're you know fire is the youngest element so that's what you're gonna deal with they're extremely passionate being and they mean well the fire signs mean well but you know they need to learn how to slow down <laughs> you know um but we need that we need all four elements we need all four elements you know every element has its different purpose okay now the water element like i mentioned is the oldest all right um and this element tends to be more metaphysical than anything else you know if you really 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 want to understand a highly deeply involved water dominant entity just pay attention to their actions you know more so than anything and you need to learn how to understand the language of silence when you deal with water because you know this is not an element that speaks too much. This is an element that reacts and moves based on what you are projecting onto them. Remember, water water is always forming. Water forms. Water is a very chameleon energy. And we need to understand that. Water is a very chameleon energy. And, and it, it becomes whatever it's surrounded by. Okay? You know... It's that sensitive to its environment. It can become whatever it's surrounded by. And this is why the water dominant person needs more alone time, you know, because they they need that sense of self, you know. And, and like I mentioned, they have the most difficulties on the 3D. Uh, but, you know, that's why they're highly compatible with the earth, because the, this is the earth's dimension, the 3D. This is their realm. You know, nobody talks about, you know, um... <laughs> going to school and having a business and and money and power and you know climbing the corporate ladder 
uh, like like the fucking earth element, right? <laughs> That's all they talk about all day, every day. <laughs> but you know, we need that. We need the earth element because they, you know, they help the water element ground themselves. You know, the water element, like I said, it's not from this dimension. It's from another dimension, you know, and sometimes this reality can get foggy. Pisces know what I'm talking about. This reality can get way too foggy and it can just get way too out of control. And we just need somebody to ground us. You know, like I said, we're, we're constantly changing with the energies around us, you know, and because Earth is stubborn and grounded, you know, they bring that sense of stability. So when Earth brings that energy around water, then water just becomes neutralized. You know, but when water is, com you know, is is trying to mingle with the masculine energy, oh my God, that's going to be overwhelming. <laughs> I don't even know how certain water signs, you know, get in a relationship with masculine, heavy masculine energy people. <laughs> I really don't know how they do it. I'll, I will go crazy. All right. But anyways, let's get to it. Okay, let's get to it. Let's start off with cancer. Now, cancer is the youngest water sign. Okay. When you deal with a cancer, you know, more than likely most cancers appear younger than their age. All right. Most cancers appear younger than their age. Um, they also appear very, very innocent. Okay. Cancer is the only energy ruled by the moon or influenced by the moon. All right. Cancer is a very rare breed. This energy is very rare because it's it's only influenced by one celestial body. Similar to Leo's. Leo's are the only energies ruled by the by the sun, you know, as opposed all the other energies, whether it's Aries, Taurus, Gemini, you know, Virgo, and the list can keep going and going. They're still sharing a planet with another sign. Leo and Cancers don't share a planet with another sign, you know. So Cancer is a heavily misunderstood energy. Um, you know, Cancer energy, you know, from my opinion, it could it it needs to be around. The only thing that comes close to, I'm talking about the cancer energy itself, all right? Other placements can change the equation. But the cancer energy needs to be in alignment with Taurus or Leo. Those are the only two energies that are going to be able to thoroughly and deeply understand cancers. The rest, they're going to have some sort of issues with cancers. Okay? Now... You know, cancer, like I mentioned, is ruled by the moon. Cancers consider the mother sign. Okay. Cancer rules the emotional psyche. That's their realm. Leo's realm is the ego. So they bring intelligence on the ego. Cancer brings intelligence on the emotional psyche. All right. An undeveloped cancer and, um, entity will be very detrimental through that outlet, you know, but it, that's how it is. You know, when you have a superpower, it consumes you in the beginning, but as you age and you evolve and you mature, you know, you start strengthening that superpower. Okay. 
So cancer is the energy that's very, 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 very aware of everybody's emotions in the room. Um, you know, you can have a poker face, you can think you concealing, you can think you in, you live in privacy or that you in secrets or whatever the case may be. Cancer is going to feel you out from toe, from head to toe. Okay. They may not say anything. They may keep a lot to themselves, you know, because, you know, in the 3D matrix, there's a lot of people that they don't even know who they are. You see what I'm saying? So cancer knows to just keep their, their insights to themselves because they just know that, that people are not gonna, you know, admit it. Most people don't even know who they are, like I said. You know, a lot of people are stuck through the false self. So a lot of things that, that cancers pick up will go over a lot of people's heads because cancer deals with the undercurrents, right? And more than likely, cancer is an energy that will always be underestimated because they're ruled by the moon. The moon deals with the under, all right? And the sun deals with the upper, so it's more than likely for Leos to get overestimated and for Cancers to get underestimated, you know, but is, you know, Cancers, you know, the more they age, the more they understand this and they accept it. They like, they like that people underestimate them. You know what I'm saying? But more than likely, they're the ones that are picking up on everybody's shit in the room and you don't even know it. <laughs> you know, like they say, the moon knows all your secrets, you know. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. Now, cancers, you know, um, remember the, the moon is half light and half dark. Okay. S still till today, nobody knows what's on the other side of the moon. You see that black spot on the other side of the, of the moon, whether that's a, a you know, a, ho a hollow hole, whatever that is on the other side of the moon, the black, the black side of the moon, the dark side of the moon. Nobody knows what's there. That remains a mystery. You know, you see what I'm saying? So that's cancers. You know, cancers an energy that you only partially know them. No matter how much cancers express themselves, no matter how much you think you understand the cancer, no matter how much you think you sized up the cancer, you really never size up a cancer because cancer is ruled by the moon. And that thing goes through so many phases all day, you know, that you're going to lose track <laughs> trying to understand the cancer. All right. Um, so because the moon is partially ruled by the by the black side of the moon or the dark side, this is cancers. You know, even cancers don't know what relies in their dark in their dark side. Even they themselves do not know what's full blown in there. You see what I'm saying? And this is why, and they know this, they know this. And this is why many cancers avoid confrontation. They're not avoiding confrontation because they're afraid of you. They're avoiding confrontation because they don't know how they're going to react. You know, it's a very sensitive energy and they don't know how, they, and it's the youngest energy too. So they don't know how they're going to react, you know, to your confrontation. So most cancers, you know, they are also very, very wise entities. Cancers are extremely wise. This is why Jupiter has it exalted. Okay. Jupiter loves Cancerian energy. Okay. Jupiter has it exalted in cancer because Jupiter sees how cancer, Jupiter sees how wise cancer is. 
You see what I'm saying? And and that's why Jupiter has favoritism with cancers out of all the three water signs. Okay? Um, you know, um, Cancerians, you know, like I said, you know, they have a very, very, very dark side. I mean, if you do your research, it's probably one of the top most dangerous energies. And it is true because when you're when you're ruled by your emotional psych, what do you expect from somebody like that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What do you expect? You know, um, and what baffles me is because of the, the, the innocence that this energy carries. You know, this is an energy that likes to be home a lot. They're also very, very close to their mother, you know, and they don't like to mingle with people. It's a home body energy and and they just love being near their mother. You see what I'm saying? So I think because that's their 3D avatar, many people, you know, think that they can just step all over them. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but they have something coming, boy. They have something coming with that energy, you know, but, um, you know, you know, a younger cancer is more clingy, very, very clingy, um, you know, um, also highly manipulative. But as the cancer grows, as the cancer evolves, because, you know, not every cancer is going to go through the same path as well. You know, I met cancers that are almost 45 years old with the same mindset they had when they were 18. So, you know, like I like I mentioned, you have to really like look at an individual's natal chart and, you know, not everybody's going to take that path. You know, but cancer is one of the top energies that are constantly evolving. Cancer embraces change. It's like they hate change, but they love it because the moon is constantly shifting into a different phase. So cancer is always evolving, always growing, always maturing. Okay. Um, and things in that nature, um, Cancer is highly empathetic. It's probably one of the, the most empathetic energies. That's why they call them the mother sign, you know, and they're highly psychic beings. Okay, they're highly psychic beings. You know, their, their psychic abilities is, is the emotional psych. Okay, they feel you out. They know what you're feeling, you know, um, you know, and they probably know it better than yourself as well. You know, they probably know what you're feeling better than yourself because that's their realm, you know. But uh, toxic cancer can actually use that gift, you know, for detrimental purposes, you know, because the water elements naturally come with these supernatural gifts. OK. Um, and, you know, if the shadow self is not being taken care of it can definitely um consume the cancer and it can make the cancer you know do certain things that you know is not good to others okay because cancers naturally read everybody they they i'm telling you they're gonna size you up in a matter of seconds too in a matter of seconds they don't cancer doesn't even need to talk to you they, they it's just an energy that's gonna pick up everything that you are you know, this is also the energy that deals with the generational traumas, you know, family trees and, and the roots, you know, going down deep into the family tree roots. You know, this is this is that this is that energy, 
you know so cancer can cancer is capable of healing of helping you heal your generational traumas because of that gift you know but cancer can also see your your state of conscious and also use that for their own benefit it really depends on the cancer you're dealing with i personally feel like the cancer energy it um expresses itself more detrimental in a man's body than a woman's body and that's because of the structure of the matrix right well if you're a man you must be this way if you're a woman you must be this way so most cancer men as they grow they become immature through their emotional psych and they they just feel like oh it's not manly to feel sensitive to to feel your feelings and to express it or to explain it and you know this is why in the astrological community cancers can actually get a bad rep but more than likely the bad rep is coming from the men not from the women you know women are going to emit the energy a little bit more better okay than the men all right the men have more issues you know they they have to learn how to embrace their feminine energy there's nothing wrong with being sensitive and there's nothing wrong with feeling somebody's emotions you know what i'm saying you know you don't have to act so hard you don't have to you know act like you don't have feelings for somebody cuz you just look stupid <laughs> you know you just look stupid all right but you know as the cancer grows and the cancer like i said as the cancer grows they 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 become more and more mature cancer is also the energy that that deals with money cancer loves money okay they love money but for different purposes it's not like taurus taurus is greedy all around taurus just wants money in general cancer wants money for safety reasons that's the difference because this is the mother sign the mother sign always wants to protect the nest always wants to protect the home. So cancer is also an energy that's highly financially stable in most cases and they're also very good with money. Very very good with money, okay? Um they tend to be hard working individuals, you know, and you know, um they just love to go out into the big bad world, you know, make their money and then come back home. That's usually how the cancer energy is. Cancer energy also loves to cook or loves to be fed. Cancer energy is an energy that loves home cooked meals. You know, so um if you're big with cooking at home, you're more than likely to <laughs> attract a lot of cancers. Cancers prefer a home cooked meal than going to a five-star restaurant any day. All right? um cancer just has something with the home the home that's what it is they 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 love the home okay that's their territory <laughs> similar to taurus cuz taurus you know they they love their home too like i said taurus is very territorial but for you know when it comes to their things taurus is not going to be territorial out of their things you know the other two earth signs they're going to have some kind of issue with that but Cancer is the same way too. They're very territorial with their things. You know, they're very protective beings. Um, you know, and you know, it's it's a combo that's soft but also tough. That's the combo of Cancer. They very 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 soft, but they're also very tough. You know, you have to look at the crab. It it, it walks sideways. It doesn't walk straight and back it walks sideways 
So cancer is an energy that's always sizing you up, all right? They, they, they're looking and they're feeling you out too. And they're perceiving you through so many different angles, the cancer energy, okay? Can, uh, the crab comes in and out of the beach, right? In and out of the ocean, you know? So cancer is an energy that can be in their feelings, drowning, but then eventually, you know, those claws are going to try to, uh, you know, re, you know, come back to shore from those rough tides. You see what I'm saying? And, and go back into on, on top of dry land. So what does that mean? That cancer use both hemisphere. They use both the left and the right hemisphere because cancer knows how to feel and cancer knows how to go back in, on top of the ground. Okay. And ground themselves and become more rational with, with the things they're feeling. You see what I'm saying? Cancer has both hemisphere. Well balanced too. That's another thing people sleep on. All right. Um, this energy is usually ruled by the breast and, and the tummy. You know, so that's a very sensitive area for them. A very, 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 very sensitive area for them. Is there anything else I had to say about the Cancerian energy? They tend to be night owls. They tend to be big, big night owls. Um, you know they they go with the rhythm of the moon you see what i'm saying you know they they if they if they're allowed to they'll sleep all day and stay up all night if they're allowed to you know um that's just and and that's going to be their natural rhythm too it's going to happen naturally you see what i'm saying um what else i had to say about cancers you know, and they're also very protective of their mother. And it's an energy that that when it looks for a partner is going to look for the energies of the mother because this is the mother sign. So it's going to look for the energies of the uh, of the mother's energy, especially if the cancer has a strong connection with the mother, you know, a strong emotional bond. That's the energies that cancer is going to look for on the 3D. All right. Um, because cancer needs familiarity and cancer is an energy that's highly connected to the mother. Okay. Um, but this is why they're so, so psychic. Because in order for you to attain psychic abilities, you need to heal your mother's traumas. You know, you can't go out here thinking you intuitive and 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 you all this and that and 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 you have a bunch of emotional blockages. I don't know how the fuck that works. <laughs> you know, but um and that's that. You know, that's what I had to say about the Cancerian's energy. Oh, and by the way, their modality is cardinal. Okay, they are cardinal most, so they're natural leaders. And they're unique leaders. Okay, they're unique leaders. Um um you know, and this energy is also ruled by the third eye chakra. Okay, because the moon is connected to the pineal gland. You know, so this is an energy that's ruled by the third eye chakra. And this is why they're always going to naturally just see through everybody. You know, and, and it, it, it comes from feelings, really, by feeling you out. You see what I'm saying? And cancer can feel your energy out through a picture, too. So you got to watch it. All right, now next, let's talk about Scorpios. Now, Scorpio is fixed, okay? Let's keep that in mind. <laughs> and, you know, water is an energy that needs to keep moving. It needs to keep flowing. 
you know, and it needs to just be in the rhythm of things. Scorpio has issues with that. And that's why it's not a good position in the moon sign. But when I get into the podcast on the moon signs, we're going to talk about that. Okay. Um, now, Scorpio is an energy that's ruled by um, Mars, which is one of the inner planets. Okay. And Pluto, which is the furthest planet out when it comes to the celestial body families. So Pluto is the furthest planet out. So that means that Pluto is in the pitch black of the universe or the darkness of the universe. Pluto is barely receiving any sunlight and also receiving any warmth. Okay. So since this planet is all the way out there on the outer, outer side of the universe, all right, probably sections that we won't ever, ever be able to reach. <laughs> All right. Because it's so cold in that, in that side of the, of the, of the universe. And it's so dark, you know, that, you know, most Scorpios have an intense, unusual amount of fear. Okay. Once you're the energies that are ruled by the outer planets, these type of entities are fear based. I know, I know, it sounds a little what? It sounds paradoxical, but it is true. It's kind of like, okay, let's put a, a, a young child inside a big empty storage space. Let's turn off all the lights. Let's make this area pitch black and let's put them in the middle of that storage space, right? Of that big empty storage space. Let's let's stand an individual in the middle of that big empty storage space and they're standing there and they're looking all they're looking from all angles and they can't see anything. What does that mean is that the five senses are deactivated, right? They can't see anything. They can't touch anything. They can they they can't hear anything. They can't taste anything. They cannot smell anything. They're just in the middle of that pitch black room. What's going to happen? When your five senses is not able, which, which are the antennas, these are the antennas. What's going to happen when, when these five, when these uh, um, antennas are trying to receive some type of information from the 3D form, fear is going to occur, right? Because when you're in an empty pitch black room and you can't touch or feel anything, you know, and you don't know where you at or what's going on, you're just in this big pitch black room, you know, that's how the Scorpio energy functions. Okay. You know, so this is why when you deal with Scorpios, they can have issues with revealing. Um, they can have issues with hoarding secrets, you know, and this is detrimental for their growth. This is detrimental for their growth because <clears throat> you can't live, you know, in secrecy all your life. You can't live all oh, keeping everything a secret. You can't live like that then you're not free. You see what I'm saying? So what ends up happening to the Scorpio energy that they end up suffering a lot in silence. You see what I'm saying? They like to bottle up, bottle up, bottle up, bottle up and conceal because they don't want to be perceived as vulnerable. And that has to do with Mars, which is one of the most masculine planets to exist out of the celestial family, right? Mars also rules Aries. So, you know, 
it's and Mars is also an egocentric planet. So, you know, Scorpios can have issues with vulnerability um, and and expressing themselves authentically, you know, and trusting others because they don't trust themselves. That's what it is. Paradoxically, when you don't trust yourself, when you don't trust yourself, you can't trust anything outside of you. You know what I'm saying? And that's because they're in the in the pitch black. They're in the void. So what happens when you in the void? You become paranoid. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You know, um, you know, but the but the Scorpio energy, the reason why they're put in this position is because they're meant to uh, deal with their shadow self and transform all of that. And they're also meant to bring awareness on the shadow self. As cancer brings awareness on the emotional psyche, Scorpios brings awareness on the shadow self. Okay. And this, and, and, you know, now here we're dealing with still water. All right. This is an energy that wants to control everything. Okay. Due to fear. Because when you're a control freak or you have any controlling tendencies, you tend to have a bunch of fear in you. Okay. Because nothing is under control. Look what's going on right now in 2020. <laughs> you can't even count all the hairs on your head. Nothing is under control. Okay, nothing is under control. But um, you know, um, you know, Scorpio uh needs to learn how to surrender. They need to learn how to surrender. Um, more than likely, a lot of people that hate on Scorpios or any of the water signs. But that hate on Scorpios, you know, they're more than likely projecting, you know, because a lot of us don't even know our shadow self and we, we're not even aware of that side and we will project that onto Scorpio energy. Okay. Um, you know, um, Scorpio energy is also consumed by their shadow self because it's fixed. Like I said, it wants to control everything and you can't control the energetic currency. Energy always is always moving. Is never still. And Scorpios have issues with that. Scorpios want... When, when Scorpios receive energy in their body system, because they're a psychic sponge, they want to control it. And when you control that, and you, you, you know, it starts getting in your body system, it starts possessing over you. You see what I'm saying? And what ends up happening when when an energy starts possessing over you, in the 3D matrix, in the hologram, you start becoming more possessive over others or obsessive as well. And this is what happens with fixed water. Okay. Scorpio needs to learn how to, how to move energy. You see what I'm saying? They need to learn how to receive energy and also release. You know, and this is why Scorpios can also be very, very emotionally stubborn people. You know what I'm saying? Um, it can take this energy similar to the, the opposite sign Taurus <laughs> but it could take this energy a long ass time like to come to the realization that you know they were tripping over some feelings like bro like why are you so fixated on that emotion like that you know so that happens a lot to the Scorpio energy you know but we need the Scorpion energy because they're the ones that bring us close to our shadow self okay um, and, and, and that's their fort their shadow self and this is why the Scorpio energy goes through three stages you know and unfortunately not all of them reach the ego stage not all of them reach that stage 
and a Scorpio that tells you they there, they're not there. You you're gonna know when you when you come across an Eagle stage Scorpion. They're very quiet and just at peace. You will feel it. You will feel that energy coming out of their aura as well. They're more laid back too, you know. And and they just they just see how how much shit doesn't need their shady bluntness because you know Scorpio are blunt and honest but to a fault they have shade behind their honesty you see what I'm saying and and uh and and that's something that they need to learn how to work on you know you know like sometimes their their honesty is to hurt you or their honesty is to throw shade you see what I'm saying this is the this is the energy that's dealing with the shadow you know, so it, it can be highly consumed by it. All right. Scorpio energy is also ruled by the eighth house. Um, you know, so because they're ruled by the eighth house. They, uh, um, you know, they tend to be very good with money, too, or they tend to they, they also tend to receive money a lot, you know, because that's also the house that deals with that. Um, this energy is also ruled by their um, their solar plex chakra. OK. Um, so is Aries, okay, um, and things in that nature, so that's the rulership chakra for that, for that, for that energy, you know, but Scorpion energy, um, you know, it can, it can definitely bring a lot of issues with them with dealing with other people, because they're also ruled by Mars, and, and it's that planet that can sometimes get them into trouble because Mars, you know, intensity comes from Pluto, but Mars is a very confrontational planet, you know, um, that only knows how to, like, fight. <laughs> that's, that's what Mars is about, you know what I'm saying? Aggressive and just want to fight and just want to, like, put people in their place. And, you know, sometimes, you know, that can definitely... Uh, um, can consume a Scorpio, but if a Scorpio, you know, evolves and, and they become aware of this, you know, then they can, they can learn how to like, you know, um, channel that Mars energy properly. Okay. They also tend to have a very, very high sex drive, you know, but they also tend to be, they, they need to be very careful with who they have sex with because it's still a water energy. So they're psychic sponges and they're going to constantly absorb everybody's energetic exchanges and that also influences them okay and and that can also make them react in a in 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 unusual extreme ways there's all that energy they consume from everybody they have sex with you know what i'm saying so this is an energy that really needs to take celibacy very very seriously all right and they and they're actually able to do it they're they're able to do it. it's a very strong will energy i mean i'm they're 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 big with controlling <laughs> you know so you know they they just need to you know change that 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 controlling trait and direct it somewhere else you know like closing their legs you feel me but other than that you know besides that you know they're they're pretty cool people you know they're just highly protective you know they they can be control freaks you know, and they need to overcome their ego because their ego is what gets them in the way with a lot of things. They can also be very selfish people. You know, they expect a lot from you, but then they're not even delivering half of that. You know, remember, this is the opposite of what? Taurus. 
Taurus is Venus energy. All right. Taurus brings the awareness and the intelligence of reciprocation because of Venus, you know, and Scorpios have issues with that. All right. Now let's get into um, Pisces. Now, Pisces. Um, what can I say about Pisces? You know, Pisces are the chameleons. All right. Pisces is an energy that has no boundaries. It's a fish in the ocean. So it's just in that ocean. You know what I'm saying? And it's consuming everything around them. Everything. Now, Pisces don't know anything about boundaries like the other two water signs. At least Cancers and Scorpios have some sort of protection over them. Right? Scorpios got their stinger in a little shell. Cancers have their claws in a little shell. But now Pisces is a fish in the ocean. They remind me of um, Dory from the movie um finding nemo <laughs> but um you know they're just swimming through all the different energetic currencies and and they become whatever's around them and if they don't even if they're not aware of this of this about themselves you know they can definitely fall into a detrimental section remember this is mutable water so they just go with the flow all right they they you know they're followers you know they go with it's an energy that goes with the flow that's just what it is, you know. So if they're around the wrong people, they're going to embody those traits and then they're going to start mimicking that. All right. Um, and sometimes all of that can just get way too much for them. It's, it can get way too confusing for them. And then they want to escape reality because this is an energy that's ruled by Neptune and Jupiter. OK, and that escape, that escaping trait comes from Neptune. OK, um, this this energy their 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 main chakra is uh shit hold on their main chakra is um the sacral chakra also known as the navel okay um they're huge dreamers they got strong imaginations and sometimes that can that imagination can get confused with this dimension it is the last energy it is the last sign that's why they rule the feet you know, so they, they definitely tap into other dimensions that other energies won't ever be able to tap into because that's an energy that's in the ocean, you know, and they don't come out of there. You know, we only discover 5%, okay? And sometimes this can get them into trouble because sometimes they can fog whatever's going on in their head with this third dimension. And, you know, they can have issues in the 3D matrix with being pathological liars because they're confusing with whatever's going on in their head. Because sometimes, you know, they play certain things out in their heads and it feels real because they tap into imagination more than anybody else. Astral projecting, all that stuff. And sometimes, you know, 3D people can perceive them as liars you know, but it, but it was real in their head. And what, what I see with Pisces is they need to learn how to channel. And Pisces is an energy that needs the most alone time out of all the 12 energies. Pisces needs the most alone time, because like I said, they get swayed with the energetic currencies. They're chameleons. Okay. You know, so they, they become whatever they're surrounded by their environment, the people they're around, all of that. And, and, and they need the most alone time and they need the most meditation. You know, they know this themselves. Okay. Because when things get too much for them and it gets too heavy, they're going to want to escape reality and they're going to self harm themselves. You know, um, many Pis Pisces also energy that's known as being sacrificial. 
you know, and that's good because, you know, they can be very selfless, very giving, very caring, but then they don't have healthy boundaries with that. And that sacrificial can be detrimental because they can also be more prone to suicide because of that, you know, and, and they just got to be careful. They just got to be very, very careful with how they're channeling energy. You know, the water element is, is, is really intense, man. It's not easy dealing with the water element when you're getting deep with the with the undercurrents. You know, the water element is the only element that's able to get into the subconscious and the unconscious. The other elements, they stay in, 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 in the conscience section. You know, so it's just a lot of things that the water elements are able to tap into, but just not able to explain or rationalize in the 3D matrix. You see what I'm saying? And that can happen a lot to Pisces. Um, you know, Pisces are natural healers. They're mystics. You know, um, you know they it, they they it's an energy that gets real deep when it when it when you when we're talking about the the ocean. You know, and sometimes you know they can get so deep in the ocean that they can actually become crazy. So that's why they gotta watch it. That's why the twelfth house, which is rulership of Pisces energy that's why that house deals with like psych wards and mental um hospitals and things of that nature you know because um you know it's an energy that is so deep that you know you don't know if they're psychic or they're just cycles <laughs> that's Pisces you know Pisces is one fish is black one fish is white all right so they got to learn how to channel that properly you know, so they don't get consumed by the different energetic currencies. You see what I'm saying? Um, they can all, they can give a lot of mixed signals. Um, you know, they can be confusing entities. You know, they can actually have issues with ghosting people. You know, because like I said, they're chameleons. You know, they it's you know. So Pisces is an energy that you gotta go with the flow with them. You know, you just got to go with the flow with them because they're going to drive you nuts. And, you know, that's an energy that you shouldn't have expectations with. OK, um, sometimes Pisces remind me of Gemini. If you look at the symbol of Pisces, it's two fishes, two sticks. When you look at Gemini, it's two sticks, <laughs> two people. You know, Pisces to me is like the water version of a Gemini. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, but um you know, when it comes to that astral projecting and it comes to diving into other dimensions, that's Pisces fort. <laughs> that's their fort. All right. Um, you know, and that's because of Neptune, you know, um, Neptune, you know, Neptune is an energy energy that taps into the dream state. So Pisces psychic ability comes more from the dream state, from their imagination. That's their fort. You know, that's that's what they're excelling in. Okay, so their their psychic abilities pop up in a dream, a deja vu moment, um, a random moment of imagination, things like that. That's how Pisces, um, you know, intuition or, or psychic ability kicks in as opposed um, um, Scorpios, their psychic ability deals more with the shadow self. You know what I'm saying? But listen, um, Scorpios can only really tap into their power when they learn how to when they learn how to surrender, man. You know, they, they got the, the one of the one of their biggest downfall is their controlling trait. You know, once they learn how to surrender, 
you know, and things in that nature and stop fearing the outcome and stop fearing of being exposed. And, you know, who cares? You know, this this reality is a joke. This is a hologram. You know what I'm saying? You can't live all your life, you know, afraid of what people think about you or afraid of what kind of information gets in somebody's ear. You can't live your life like that. Then you're not living. You know, you're just living through paranoid. Paranoia. <laughs> okay. But um, I think I covered up on all the energies. You know what I'm saying? Pisces just need to learn how to channel. You know, they need to learn how to channel. All right. They're chameleons. Nobody understands the, the how everything is an illusion on the 3D like a Pisces. That's why they're the oldest energy. Okay. And that's why Pisces, similar to Gemini's, they're the tricksters. You know, because they know that everything is an illusion. They know how fixated people are in the 3D with certain things of how they're perceiving things. They know that, you know, and they can actually uh, manipulate you through that, too. So you got to be very careful when you do it, you're dealing with the Pisces. OK, um, you know, Pisces is also an energy that, you know, they also got to watch it like like, you know, it's an energy that 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 can be addicted to to secret love affairs. I mean, get into the 12th house, you know, so, you know, or Venus and Pisces, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you know, Pisces just have to, um, you know, they, they got to learn how to like channel all that that's going on inside of them because they're like a vacuum, you know, they're like a vacuum. They absorb the entire collective's energy. You see what I'm saying? Cancer's deal more on a personal level your emotions are naked to them scorpios deal more with the shadow self okay and um that's that i'm about to wrap it up i will throw a podcast on the water moons pretty soon okay and um you know that's that i hope you guys enjoy this podcast we shall continue podcasting pretty soon take care Love you guys.